2: Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 3rd of December, the 337th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are only 28 days left in 2022. What was happening on this day in French history? Charles the sixth was born and lived until fourteen twenty two he became king of france in thirteen eighty and was nicknamed charles the beloved until he went mad poor man and then he was known as charles le fou the crazy As he aged, the psychotic episodes were more frequent than his periods of lucidity, and France was ruled by his wife, Isabeau of Bavaria, and several of his very powerful uncles. After his death, his son Charles VII succeeded him. That's the king we know about because of Joan of Arc, who fought the English to have Charles VII crowned king and not the English king, Henry VI which is a complicated, long story. France and England kept invading each other and occupying each other. That went on forever. In fact, it's called the 100-Year War. But that story is for another day. On this day in 1910, modern neon lighting was first demonstrated by Frenchman Georges Claude at the Paris Motor Show. Claude was an engineer and inventor and was often called the Edison of France until he became an active collaborator with the German occupiers of France during World War II. After the war, he was stripped of his honors and imprisoned, but was released in 1950, he died 10 years later. On this day in 1930, Jean-Luc Godard, the French god of cinema, or at least what is known as Nouvelle Vague or New Wave cinema, was born. The Nouvelle Vague film movement of the 1960s revolutionized the motion picture industry by experimenting with narrative, continuity, sound, camera work, well, just about everything that was normal about cinema at the time. He died this year and was greatly mourned by film lovers throughout the world.
1: Uh, Hi and good evening and bonjour to you from New Delhi, India.
2: Michael Fitzpatrick is off this month, but Erwan is here with music from Erwan. Olya is here with her happy moment, so you won't be too lonely. And of course, there's the quiz. 29th of October, I asked you a question about a journalism prize received by one of our correspondents for his report on Laura Angela Bagneto's podcast, Africa Calling. The Open Forum on Agriculture Biotechnology 2022 awarded second prize to Victor Moturi for his story on genetically modified cotton in Kenya. My question to you was. Where will Victor Motori go for the next round in the competition? The answer is Nigeria, although originally it was Mozambique. So depending on when you read our article, RFI correspondent in Kenya wins prize for report on GMO cotton, whether you read it before or after the event venue was changed, you could have correctly answered Mozambique or later on, Nigeria. No idea why they changed the country, but anyway, that's that, and I accepted both answers. Victor Moturi's report, heard on Laura Angela's podcast, Africa Calling, is competing with 16 other reports from across the continent at the Open Forum on Agricultural Biotechnology in Africa. Go Victor, we're all rooting for ya. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, what was the bravest thing you did as a child? A question suggested by Karuna Kantapal from West Bengal, India. You'll hear the answers later on the listener's corner, so don't touch that dial. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listeners Club member Radhakrishna Pillai from Kerala State, India, who is also this week's bonus question winner. Radhakrishna wrote, When I was a child at my village temple, I saved my friend Hari from electrocution. Unexpectedly, he touched the electric line, and with a wooden stick, I broke the connection and saved his life. Radhakrishna and Hari have continued their friendship." Radhakrishna told me his friend lives only four kilometers away. Congratulations, Radhakrishna. Lucky Hari to have you as a friend. The other winners this week are Salim Akhtar Chadhar, who's the president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chiniot, Pakistan, Hello, Brother Salim. And Rahan Ali, who's a member of the Nilshagor RFI fan club in Nilfamari, Bangladesh. There are two RFI English listeners on the list this week. Bushra Nawaz from Musafarg, Pakistan. And last but not least, a new participant, Miliam Mariji from Nairobi, Kenya. Welcome, Miliam. We look forward to hearing from you regularly. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Bad news for the environment. Earlier this week, the French government announced that a coal-fired power plant will be rebooted to get the country through the winter. There are worries that the electricity supply here may not be able to keep up with demand over the winter because of the conflict in Ukraine and maintenance problems with some nuclear plants, which supply France with about 70% of our electricity. But of course, you know all that already because you read our article, France reboots coal-fired power plant to boost winter electricity supplies. Reread it, please, and answer me this How many nuclear reactors are there in France? Again, reread our article, France Reboots Coal Fired Power Plant to Boost Winter Electricity Supplies, and send me the answer to this question How many nuclear reactors are in France, which supply about 70% of the country's electricity? You'll find a link to the article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Answer this week's bonus question, too, and if you win, you'll get an extra prize. This week's question is, what is the best piece of advice you have received? What did someone counsel you to do which helped you achieve the result you were after? It can be about anything from how to study for an exam to how to win your mother-in-law's favor to how to get through a difficult phase in your life. So let us hear about it. What's the best advice you've received in your life so far? Remember, we're happy to see your ideas for bonus questions, so send them right on in. You have until the 9th of January, 2023 to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 14th of January to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a Ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong.
1: Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI club membership
0: number. Time for the
2: listener's corner. Today you'll hear the answers to the bonus question. What was the bravest thing you did as a child? A question suggested by Karuna Kantapal from West Bengal, India. I was a little surprised by how much water played a part in your childhood acts of bravery. Yemi Sande Touré, just like today's winner Radhakrishna Pillai, saved another child from death, but this time death by drowning. Yanny wrote, the Granville Brook Stream runs through downtown Freetown, Sierra Leone. When the rainy season starts, the water rises and we all go out to swim. However, one year there was a boy with us who did not know how to swim and the water started to take him away. I reached him, held him by the shoulder and swam him to safety, shouting all the way. That's how I kept my nickname, which is Special Yep, that's a well-deserved nickname, special Yami. Yeah, Riaz Ahmad Khan has friends like you, Yami. Yeah, he wrote that his courageous act was to jump into a deep canal when he did not know how to swim. It's tough being a kid, isn't it, Riaz? You have to do very silly things to prove you are brave. Luckily, your friends could swim. And so can Rabea Begum. Brava, Rabea. She counts learning to swim as the bravest thing she did in her childhood. Bushra Nawaz helped another child who was being bullied, and that is extremely brave. Bushra, I agree. Mohammed Likon ran the family store as a child when his father could not be there, and I bet that was scary. Going first... That's scary, too. But Shahanaj Sati did just that. She was the first to stand up in front of the classroom and recite a poem. Father Steve Wara stood up to a herd of, as he put it, huge, frightful looking horses. They constantly invaded and destroyed our crops, and I chased them off our farm. Back to doing silly things to prove you're brave. Gianta Chakrabarti spent the night in his neighborhood's haunted house. Every neighborhood has a haunted house when you're a kid, right? He said it was a dark and stormy night, and there were all manner of frightening noises. So, as he wrote even though I was shivering in fear to show my bravery. I switched on the torch and ventured in the direction of the sounds. And lo and behold, there was a mischief of bunny rats, almost the size of rabbits who were making merry in the kitchen. Karuna Kantapal, who suggested the question this week, wrote that his act of bravery was to cycle all by himself, Twenty kilometers away from home and that is a long way away from home when you're young I never would have done that that's it for today's listeners corner thanks everyone for participating remember that the bonus question for today is what was the best advice you've received in your life do you have a bonus question idea send it to us at the sound kitchen all one words no spaces at rfi.fr a reminder, we're already thinking ahead to World Radio Day in February. It's not too early to start thinking about your World Radio Day greeting, which will air on a special Sound Kitchen celebration show. When you've come up with what you'd like to say, get under a blanket and record your message on your phone, then send it to us via email as an attachment to the sound kitchen at RFI.FR. Time to get happy with Ms. Olia Horton.
0: Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity, and sprinkle it with sunshine. And there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello, Sound Kitchen listeners. Olia Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. Books, glorious books. That's my theme for this month's happy moment. And why books? Well, I love reading, so that's a good place to start. I also love writing as a hobby. And as a child, I used to make my own illustrated books. It was so much fun. In fact, if I hadn't pursued radio as a career, I think I would have gone into making children's books. Childhood is generally where the love of reading begins, although some people catch the book virus later in life. In my case, books were in abundance at home, at school, as Christmas and birthday gifts. I learned early on that books may be small everyday items, but they are filled with endless magical possibilities, a way to travel and dream while not actually moving anywhere, perfect for a child's imagination. As a young adult, I avidly read books recommended by friends, family members, as well as books and articles linked to my studies. Then. As a parent, I carried on the tradition of reading out aloud at bedtime. Always a special moment, making up voices and sound effects for the characters and hearing the joyful laughter as a result. My daughter has grown out of this phase now and she's turned to reading her own books. At the moment, she's really into Japanese manga, something that most teenagers seem to be into these days. She's definitely in the right country for graphic novels and comics. French people of all ages are avid readers of this type of book, and there's a huge selection here. So that means that some of our old favourite children's books are not read anymore. Hoping to find someone I could pass them on to, I thought of a colleague's nine-year-old daughter. Would she be interested in a collection of books about magical talking cats? Bingo! The next day, my colleague came back with a big smile on her face saying how much her daughter had loved the first book and was excited to read the next one in the series. This made me so happy. I recently listened to an interview with Senegalese author Mohamed Mbougasar, who won the prestigious Goncourt Book Prize in 2021. He explained how, as a child, he was lucky to have a family who appreciated reading and encouraged it. He grew up fascinated by books in a country where many people are not able to read or write and almost never get to lay their hands on a book, and even if they do, it costs a lot of money. So what might seem like a humble hobby and an everyday item for some is actually a lifeline and a great gift for others. We should never take books and the power of reading for granted. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or go ahead and record your message and send it to us attached in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all for me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Olly O'Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thank you, Olia. You can
2: hear Olia's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in putting the show together, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about Bolivia's president-elect, Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. Today, Erwan has chosen music dedicated to chango, the Orisha god of thunder, drums, and virility. The Orisha religion was brought to the Americas by enslaved West Africans. In Cuba, it became known as Santeria. The Santeria faith teaches that every individual has a destiny from God, a destiny fulfilled with the aid and energy of the Orishas, or saints, or gods. The faithful call upon the Orishas through music, chanting, and dancing. Tomorrow in Cuba, the Santerias will celebrate Chango, so Erwan chose for us music that's dedicated to him. This piece is performed by the Conjunto Folclórico Nacional de Cuba, which was founded right after the revolution in 1962 to explore and promote the country's popular traditions. The Conjunto Folclórico Nacional is still going strong. In fact, we put a video on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages so you can see what their dance performances look like, and I'll give you a hint—they are very beautiful. But right now, you can hear what the conjunto sounds like from this 1975 recording featuring Felipe Alfonso and Lázaro Ros. Thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.
1: I like that. 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 I like ni I like that. I Don't I'm going to go to the house. I'm going chango go to the chango I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the Ocha eh fue fue mi chango ero guale walero wanlao kokoro io yo lowo kunlao ajagu ajagu timbi lo duero galego wanlao olupo waje kawo